Welcome to the Dynasty Dingus Podcast. As always, I am your host, Salculated, or Mark, or the Commissioner of the League. In our last episode, we went over the Traders Paradise League. In today's episode, we'll use the same format to take a deep dive into the Dynasty Dingus League. The format of this league is Superflex, half PPR, start two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and three flexes. For those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, I will be breaking down each team individually by position group, and stick around for the end of the episode where I rank each team in two different categories, likelihood to win this year, and future outlook. Without further ado, let's take a look at the first team on the docket. Leading off, we have Coach 23. His QBs are Kirk Cousins, Kellen Mond, Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, Dwayne Haskins, and Nick Foles. Aside from Kirk Cousins, we have no clue if any of these QBs will be starting in 2021. It's likely that Cam Newton will start for the majority of the year, but after the year he put up last year, he needs to step it up to keep Mac Jones off the field. Taysom may be able to also fight for a starting spot, but this QB room definitely needs some work. At running back, Coach has Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, James Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, Sony Michelle, Boston Scott, and Matt Breida. We all know Coach loves him some Derrick Henry. Carson should be able to have another good year with Russell likely still at the helm for the Seahawks. And James Robinson has a chance to provide some depth for the squad. But other than that, unless somebody breaks out or Sonny Michelle stays healthy, yeah right, depth will probably be a problem for this RB run. At wide receiver, Coach has Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, Devonta Parker, Hunter Renfro, John Brown, Zach Pascal, Sage Surratt, and others. Not a great group of wide receivers here. In fact, possibly the worst. Not only are most of these guys old, but many of them aren't even the number one on their own team anymore. Hopefully a couple of the young guys that Coach just drafted are able to plug some holes at this position. At tight end, he has Mark Andrews, Robert Tunyon, Hunter Long, Trey McKitty, and others. Now there's a position group. Mark Andrews will likely once again be a top 5 tight end, and if Rodgers is back in green and gold, Tunyon may be able to reach double-digit touchdowns this year. Coach also has young guys that have the opportunity to step up at tight end. To conclude Coach's team, I'd have to say age and depth are likely to be an issue. Last episode, I I really ripped on Coach's team in a different league for being a squad of arthritic athletes. So I'll take it easier on him here. Just kidding. With Coach in the next two years only having a 2022 second, 2022 three times two, two 2022 fourths, and a 2023 fourth, this team might be going down faster than James Harden when he is lightly tapped. Up next, we have Judge Judy's Harry Chubb. QBs of Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. This is a great mix of youth and veteran players here. There will likely be at least three QBs in this QB room that will start all season, and Mac Jones may take over at some point too. Four starting QBs on one squad in Superflex is a luxury that not many can afford. At running back, he has Delvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Gus Edwards, Alexander Madison, J.D. McKissick, David Johnson, Kylan Hill, and others. Top two in this RB room are fantastic. After that, it's pretty rough. When one of those two are on bye, 
Or if there were to be an injury to either of them, having to start Gus Bus or Alexander Madison is definitely not ideal. At wide receiver, he has Jerry Judy, Kenny Galladay, Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, Antonio Brown, KJ Hamler, and Jacoby Myers, as well as a few others. Once again, I like the two wide receivers here on the top, but after that there isn't much depth to speak of. Ideally, one of the younger guys will take a step this year and help this wide receiver core move from bottom half of the league to one of the better in the league, but that's tough to rely on with some real super teams forming on the horizon. At tight end, he has Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard. Not only do you have Travis Kelsey, probably the most dominant tight end we will ever see, but you also have Goddard, who could potentially be a top 10 tight end as well. Overall, this team has a solid starting lineup, but the talent dries up pretty quickly. One unfortunate thing that I've learned from spending way too much time playing fantasy football is injuries can derail even the best-looking teams. Luckily for Judge Judy's Harry Chubb, fantastic name by the way, he has all of his picks for the next two years. Next up is Team Sean Cordy. QBs are Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, and Mitchell Trubisky. This is definitely one of the top QB rooms in the league. Kyler is one of the best up-and-coming QBs in the league on a team that added even more offensive weapons, and Joe Burrow has one of the most stacked offenses in the league. Having a guy with seven rings on your squad is never a bad idea either. At RB, Sean has Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Michael Carter, Naeem Hines, Latavius Murray, James White, Anthony McFarland, and Jamichael Hasty. Very similar squad to what Judge Judy had. Two great starters and a bunch of depth pieces. At this moment, this team relies heavily on one of the younger guys breaking out, otherwise bye weeks and injuries could flip this team on its head rather quickly. At wide receiver, Sean has Jamar Chase, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd, Terrace Marshall, Denzel Mims, Tutu Atwell, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantley, and more. Whew. I need a breath after all those wide receivers. This is one of the better wide receiver rooms in the league. Two proven studs in Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson, and some young guys with a lot of potential, and seemingly endless amount of depth guys. At tight end, he has Darren Waller, Jonu Smith, and Tyler Eifert. I love Darren Waller. He should be a shoe-in for loads of targets on what is looking to be a terrible team playing from behind a lot. But who knows what Bill Belichick has cooking up for those tight ends in New England. I think Jonu should be usable despite that, though. Sean has put together a team shaping up to be a real contender. Every position seems to be above average aside from running back, and if Sean can just get lucky and avoid injuries, he may just be walking away from this league with another championship. Sean currently has all of his future picks, so he should be able to continue success in the coming season into the future. Next up, we have El Yenter 10. QBs of Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Drew Locke, and Joe Flacco, who is definitely elite, by the way. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, the number one QB in Dynasty Fantasy Football. After that, it gets pretty gross, with Derek Carr likely not being a starter much longer than this year. At running back, he has Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, Zach Moss, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Savan Ahmed, Marlon Mack, and more. CMC. 
if having Patrick Mahomes wasn't enough, Luke also decided to snag himself the best running back in Dynasty. Unfortunately, after CMC, things are looking pretty disgusting. Hunt is serviceable. Both of the Buffalo running backs are hard to comfortably start, and Pollard likely needs an injury to be relevant. Sometimes more is less, and in this case, having a bunch of maybe guys may end up hurting Luke. Wide receiver, he has Mike Evans, Gabriel Davis, Mecole Hardman, Darius Slayton, James Washington, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and Willie Sneed. Aside from Mike Evans, this wide receiver room is pitiful. Reports out of camp are that Gabriel Davis isn't even the number two wide receiver on his team. So he definitely shouldn't be the guy you're relying on to be your wide receiver two for your team. At tight end, Luke has Noah Fant, Adam Troutman, OJ Howard, David Njoku, and Darren Fells. I like Fant and Troutman's opportunity to take a step forward this year. I think between the two, you should be fairly set at tight end for the foreseeable future, and OJ Howard still may find a way to be useful as well. Overall, Luke's team has two of the most valuable players in the league on it, but aside from those two big names, things are looking pretty depleted. Aside from about one key player at each position, this squad is looking like it may belong in a Weenie Hut Juniors establishment. Luke does not have a first in 2022 or 2023, and is also missing a second rounder in 2023, meaning it may be tough for Luke to rebuild this team without getting rid of some of his top players. Up next, we have P-Bear 101. At QB, he has Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Big Ben, and Ian Book. Who? Lamar and Stafford both are primed to have a great year this year. Big Ben is one big fall away from having all the free time he wants to bop his baloney. Not a bad QB room, but once Ben is gone, Perry will need to replace him. At RB, he has Miles Gaskin, Leonard Fournette, Chuba Hubbard, Eno Benjamin, Giovanni Bernard, Webb Bell, and Tyler Irvin. Yikes. I don't think I've ever seen an RB room so rough before. Sorry, Perry, but this is the worst RB room in the league by a good margin. I think Gaskin should have a nice year, but other than that, it's compromised of washed-up RBs and young guys stuck behind good, talented players. At wide receiver, he has T. Higgins, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, Kadarius Toney, Nelson Aguilar, Christian Kirk, T.Y. Hilton, and more. Not a bad wide receiver room, but also not one of the better ones. Aside from T. Higgins and Kadarius Tony, this room may need some life alert buttons installed. At tight end, he has Kyle Pitts, Cole Komet, Logan Thomas, Austin Hooper, and Austin Knox. If Kyle Pitts does end up having the historic rookie season that everyone seems to be projecting him to have, then this is one of the best tight end rooms in the league. If he takes a little while to adjust to the league, as most tight ends do, Perry has plenty of capable guys ready to step up. Overall, sometimes we need a little reality check. For Perry, I think this may be it. His RB room is abysmal, and in half PPR, it's going to be difficult to compete as his roster currently sits. He has plenty of talent on his roster. He just needs to distribute it in a better way than it currently is. Luckily for Perry, he is stacked up on draft picks, currently with two 2022 ones, three 2022 seconds, 
and all of the rest of his picks over the next two years. Perry should be able to right the ship with the 2022 draft class, and in the meantime, he needs to either go all in or get some value out of his veterans while he still can. Up next, we have Jordan Krush. At quarterback, he has Aaron Rodgers, Andy Dalton, and Philip Rivers. Well, at least you have Aaron. In a Superflex League, only having one real QB is a death sentence. This is quite easily the worst QB room in the league. At running back, he has Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Melvin Gordon, Jamal Williams, Todd Gurley, and a bunch of old farts. Crucia's top two RBs are incredible. After that, we've got a rather large collection of washed-up running backs who may not be in the league for much longer. At wide receiver, he has Stephon Diggs, Brandon Ayuk, Rondale Moore, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown, Josh Reynolds, Devin DuVernay, and more. Diggs has a chance to be the number one overall receiver if Josh Allen can continue his historic pace he set last season. I like some of the other young guys in this wide receiver room, and Cook somehow manages to continuously put up 1,000 yards year in and year out. This is a solid wide receiver room. At tight end, he has Rob Gronkowski, Brevin Jordan, Jordan Cook, and Kyle Rudolph. Probably the worst tight end group in the league, but Brevin Jordan may potentially be able to fix that for you down the line. In the meantime, Gronk and Cook should be serviceable options. It's tough to overcome having two separate position groups that are potentially the worst in the league. Grush is probably not in a position to succeed this coming season, but he has some good pieces that will allow him to try to salvage something in the coming years. Grush has all of his picks in the coming two seasons, so he should be able to scrap back into the mix as more of a competitive team if he plays his cards correctly. Up next we have John Abeson. At QB he has Trevor Lawrence, James Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Abe made the right call in this draft class. Showing up his QB room was a necessity, because after Trevor Lawrence, things are a bit up in the air. Fitzmagic should have a nice year in Washington, but it's still unclear if Jimmy G or Jameis will be starting for their teams to begin this year. At RB, he has Saquon Barkley, Kenneth Gainwell, Joshua Kelly, Tevin Coleman, Wayne Gallman, Jalen Samuels, and Royce Freeman. Saquon is fantastic, but after that, what is Abe thinking? This is in contention for the worst RB core in the league. Unless there is an injury or one of the RBs breaks out, I'm not sure this team can overcome this weakness at RB. At wide receiver, he has Justin Jefferson, Cortland Sutton, LaVisca Chenault, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, Jalen Rager, Amari Rogers, and more. Well, well, well. Apparently somebody just wants to have all of the wide receivers in the league. This is definitely a top three wide receiver core in the league. And man oh man is the depth a thing of beauty. He even has a couple of young guys that may break out on top of his already stacked receivers. At tight end he has Irv Smith, Hunter Henry, and Jack Doyle. Irv Smith should be set to take a step forward with Rudolph out of the mix. Henry is part of that tight end duo in New England that we have no idea about. Between the two of them, Abe should be alright at tight end. On one hand, man those RBs stink. But on the other hand, those wide receivers are gold. Much like Perry's squad, Abe needs to redistribute some of his assets in order to compete this year. Abe has about 7 wide receivers that would likely start on any other squad in the league. 
Abe currently has all of his picks in the next two years, so he should be able to plug some of his holes in the RB room and step into the realm of real competitors. Up next, we have Bull Train 19. At QB, he has Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Tua Tagovailoa, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Kyle Trask, and Tim Tebow. Holy depth. This squad could potentially have five starters this season. If anyone is needing some QBs, now you know who to hit up. This team is a good mix of young guys and vets as well. I'd say this is probably the best QB room in the league. At running back, they have Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, A.J. Dillon, James Conner, Jeffrey Wilson, and Malcolm Brown. I'd put this RB room firmly in the top half of the league. Not crazy deep, but deep enough that it can withstand an injury and still be a top half RB room. If A.J. Dillon takes a step forward, this could be a top three RB room in the league. At wide receiver, they have Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Robbie Anderson, Marvin Jones, Richard Higgins, and others. Quite a strong wide receiver room at the top. In terms of the starting two wide receivers, this is likely in contention for the best. Cup and Anderson should also be fairly good this year, but after that it's pretty depleted. This is an aging wide receiver core, and there aren't any youngins on the bench with the potential to step up. At tight end, they have Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz, Dalton Schultz, Eric Ebron, and Mo Cox. Ingram should be fine as a starter this year, and Ertz seems to have really hit a cliff, so I'm not sure he can be relied on anymore. Schultz and Moe Cox have potential, and if they take a step in the right direction, this tight end room could be looking pretty good. This team has the potential to be a contender. At the moment, the depth is what is really hamstringing this team from being a top contender. The starting lineup of this team is nearly as good as any in the league. Pete and Jason have all of their picks in 2022, and in 2023 they have no first. But they have all of their other picks, and in an additional third round pick so they should be able to draft some youth to hopefully bolster their currently uninspiring bench. Up next we have CD's Nuts. At QB, Trey Lance, Deshaun Watson, and Daniel Jones. This squad may run into some issues early in the year. Trey Lance likely won't start the season and Watson's legal issues still have yet to come to a conclusion. There's a lot of potential in this QB room but things will need to shake out right in order for this squad to compete. At running back, he has Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Javonta Williams, Trey Sermon, Mike Davis, Darrington Evans, and more. This is quite easily the best RB room in the league. Some of the best young RBs in the league, some up-and-coming guys, and some vets to plug the holes. And a couple of sleepers, even. If the rooks pan out, CD's nuts will seemingly be unstoppable for years to come. At wide receiver, he has A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddell, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Henry Ruggs, Paris Campbell, Cole Beasley, and still more. Just looking at the top five names on the list, this squad was already stacked at wide receiver. Then you're going to tell me that he has three of the top ten rookie wide receivers too? This depth is seemingly never ending at wide receiver. Much like his running backs, if some of these young guys take a step forward, this could be a dominant team for years to come. At tight end, he has T. 
TJ Hawkinson, and Hayden Hurst. Hawk should be set to have a huge year since he is seemingly the only player on his team who can catch a football. Hurst may also have a good year as rookie tight ends typically take some time to learn at the NFL level. But even if Pitts starts out hot, Atlanta seems committed to two tight end sets. I would definitely like to see more depth at this position. Overall, I'm a little worried about the QB situation and lack of depth at tight end. But those running backs and wide receivers could likely carry those other positions fairly easily with how stacked they are. I don't think anybody would be shocked if this team won the league this year. And with all the youth, that could continue for years to come. CD's Nuts currently has two 2022 firsts, a 2022 second, three 2023 ones, two 2022 twos, and a fourth rounder in 2023. With all of those picks and the youth this team already has, this has the potential of being a true dynasty. Up next, we have Blackfish. At quarterback, he has Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sam Ellinger. I like the first two QBs. They're both young and have the potential to be high-level starters for years to come. After that, Teddy should be serviceable as a depth piece for at least this year, but Brandon may need to find another option in the near future. At running back, he has Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, Michael P. Ryan, Khalil Herbert, and others. JT is shaping up to be one of the better running backs in the league. Etienne has potential to be a great running back as well, but it may be frustrating this year and what is shaping up to look like a committee in Jacksonville. Brandon has some good depth of the position and even has some sleepers that may well be able to contribute in the years to come. A wide receiver, he has Devonta Smith, Chase Claypool, Robert Woods, Darnell Mooney, Yami Brown, Jameson Crowder, Dwayne Eskridge, and more. In stark contract to Jason and Pete's squad, Brandon has almost entirely young guys in this wide receiver core. Robert Woods and Crowder are the only two that don't really fit that narrative, and they should both be great value plays this year. At tight end, he has Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Higby, and Anthony Ferkser. Brandon has a couple of guys with the potential to break out in Fryermuth and Ferkser. In the meantime, Higby should be able to hold it down for him. Every position group on this squad is solid. None of them are really approaching the top of the league, but none of them are near the bottom either. This should be a good enough mix to get Brandon close to the playoffs, but he'll likely be right on the bubble. Brandon has all of his picks in the next two years as well, and an extra second in 2022, and an extra third and fourth in 2023. Brandon has a good young core and plenty of draft capital to continue building into what is looking like a potential frontrunner for years to come. Up next, we have Vegabetics. IQB. He has Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Gardner Minshew, Marcus Mariota. Beastly starting two QBs here with two guys that will likely finish top 10 at the lowest. I'd like to see a bit more depth behind those two, but I think that is the best pair of QBs we have in the league potentially. At RB, he has J.K. Dobbins, Ronald Jones, Damian Harris, Daryl Henderson, Ramondre Stevenson, Jamar Jefferson, and more. Dobbins should have a good year this year and what will likely be an even better offense than the Ravens had last year. Rojo and Harris have potential, but neither has really harnessed it yet to put together a good string of games. I'd like to see more depth, but there are some good sleepers on this team who may be able to contribute at some point. At wide receiver, he has Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, 
DJ Chark, Odell Beckham Jr., Brian Edwards, Tyler Johnson, Marquez Calloway, Lynn Bowden, and more. This is a fantastic foursome here with Tyreek, Ridley, Chark, and OBJ. After that, things drop off pretty quickly. I like some of the sleepers as well in this wide receiver room. At tight end, they have Blake Jarwin, Harrison Bryant, Thaddeus Moss, Christopher Herndon. Not a great group here, not quite as bad as Crucius, but in contention for second worst. Jarwin could definitely benefit from Dak going nuclear this year. But aside from that, Matt and Alex are banking on a couple of long shots to make it this year. Overall, much like their brother's team, this starting lineup can scrap with the best of them. Depth, once again, is a major issue on this squad, especially at QB and running back. If they are able to play the waiver wire well, they should be able to make the playoffs this year. The Bull Bros are missing their first and second rounders in 2022, but have all of their other picks still. Some of the wide receivers are a bit older, but in general this team has a nice young core that should allow them to be relevant for years to come. Last but not least, we have Mini Mark. At QB, he has Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Sam Darnold, and Davis Mills. Dak and Rush should be able to light it up once again this year. We'll have to wait and see if Darnold is the real deal or not, outside of an Adam Gase offense, but the depth of QB worries me a little bit. At running back, he has DeAndre Swift, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, Tariq Cohen, Ty Johnson, Larry Roundtree, and more. The top two are great, but Jacobs has been thrust into a murky situation now. As is almost always the case, I would like to see more depth at running back, but Jake has some usable depth and some sleepers that may break out too. At wide receiver, he has DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Evo Samuel, Amonra St. Brown, Russell Gage, and more. This wide receiver room is shockingly similar to Vega Bedic's wide receiver room. Four studs at the top, then some youngins who may break out, and some solid bets for depth. This is one of the better wide receiver rooms in the league. At tight end, he has George Kittle, Mike Kosicki, Tommy Tremble, Kylan Granson, and Noah Gray. Fantastic tight end room here. Kittle should be top five again, and Gesicki should have a good year with hopefully having a consistent QB situation. This is definitely a contender. Plenty of pieces on this squad to overcome a couple of injuries, as well as a fantastic starting lineup. Jake will likely need to get lucky at running back to win this season, but after seeing what Jason and Peter were able to win a championship with last year, who knows anymore. Jake currently has two ones and a three in 2022, as well as two ones, two twos, and a three in 2023. Most of Jake's assets are on the younger side, but his RB room, aside from Swift, is on the older side. Those picks should allow Jake to retool and stay competitive for the long run. There we have it. Every single team broken down by position group. Now for the real fun. I will be ranking in two different categories. Likelihood to win in the coming season and the future outlook. First up, likelihood to win in this coming season. In first, I have CD's Nuts. Second, we have Basement Beard. Third, Sean Cordy. Fourth, Vega Medics. Fifth, Bull Train 19. Sixth, Brandon Fish. Seventh, Judge Judy's Harry Chubb. Eighth, P Bear 101. Ninth, John Abeson. Tenth, El Yenter 10. 
11th, Jordan Krush, and 12th, Coach 23. Next up, we have Future Outlook. First place goes to CD's Nuts. Second place, Basement Beard. Third, Sean Cordy. Fourth, Judge Judy's Harry Chubb. Fifth, Brandon Fish. Sixth, Petty Bear 101. Seventh, Soup Dad. Eighth, Bull Train 19. Ninth, Vagabetics. Tenth, Jordan Krush. Eleventh, Luke Yenter 10. And twelfth is Coach 23. As I said last episode, if you don't like these rankings, then do something to make your team better. A.K.A. Trade. If you think I incorrectly ranked your team, then please be my guest and use this as motivation to prove to me that your team is better, not only this year, but in the future as well. I hope you all enjoyed the second ever episode of the Dynasty Dings podcast. Tune in next week where you will be able to listen to me break down another league, this time a high-stakes Dynasty League. If you have a league that you'd like me to break down or you have any suggestions, feel free to follow me on Twitter at DynastyMark, that's at Dynasty, M-A-R-C, and shoot me a DM.